It is time for the church. Everybody say the church. It is time for the church to fully be the church. Not as man defines it. But as the Lord has defined it and designed it to be. Paul declared that the church of Ephesus should know and understand all of those things that he prayed for them to know. He prayed that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would enlighten their understanding so that they would know who they were in Christ and His body. That's what we need right now in the 21st century. I'm I'm going to go to the Word of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 1 and 15. Wherefore I also... After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding. See, I'm getting wisdom and understanding in there. Don't laugh, Sister Shelley. I'm, I'm nervous about going home tonight. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance is of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe according to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in heavenly places far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Ladies and gentlemen, saints of the Most High God, I need to tell you something tonight that we, the church, everybody shout the church. Knowing and believing these revelations about ourselves. And our place in the Lord and His plan. You are paramount and important to God. He wants to use you to fulfill His plan and His purpose in the earth. I want to tell you the church failing to be everything that the Father intended for it to be is not acceptable to God. 
Just, just hang with me here. And it will not facilitate him fulfilling all his word in the end times said he will do. That's why I, I feel so strongly tonight to tell this church we cannot afford to go back to ordinary. Watch me. Our prayer can no longer just be ordinary prayer. Our worship can no longer be ordinary worship. Our singing can no longer be ordinary singing. Our music can no longer be ordinary music. Our preaching can no longer be ordinary preaching. There is a call coming from heaven tonight. God is saying to the church, I demand more out of you than I ever have before because you're living in a generation that demands more out of you than it ever has before. I'm, I'm, uh, I got, I got to tell you something. I have to keep my mind focused on spiritual things. Because if you start to think about everything that's going on in our world right now, you'll be ready for the loony bin. Please, just, just stay with me just a minute. The Spirit of the Lord is moving among His people right now. And it is at this very moment in time and history that God is saying, I'm going to use the sword of my spirit, which is his rhema, to judge and divide the body of Christ. Because of his own sense of justice, he cannot judge the world without first judging the church. Let me say that again. He cannot judge the world without first judging the church. We've got to ask ourselves, are we truly producing what he intended for the church to produce? Are we fulfilling the call? That he's given to the church of the living God. Listen, your purpose here is not to fill up a building. Your purpose here is not to fill up a seat. But your purpose here is to do the work of the king for the kingdom's sake. First Peter 4 and 17. For the time has come. The judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel be of them that obey not the gospel of God? 
And if the righteous, watch that now. If the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? I hate to tell you this, but you're not going to make it in by the skin of your britches. Right now, everybody say right now. Right now, now, at this very moment, the Lord is judging us acceptable to Him. Those who want Him. Those who want His truth. Those who want His promises. Those who do His purpose and do His will. He is judging us acceptable to be first and foremost in His kingdom. I ask you tonight, what side of the line are you going to fall on? He is separating. Everybody say separating. He is separating out of his fellowship those who are habitually not seeking him. Who are not Passionately wanting to know Him in personal relationship. And who are not desiring to diligently participate with Him in His kingdom. Make no mistake, there won't be any deadbeats in heaven. Let let me say it again. There won't be any deadbeats in heaven. If you think you're going to make it by somebody dragging you into heaven, you are sadly mistaken. He, right now, and I I feel this in the Holy Ghost, He is right now separating those out who are not interested in pursuing with passion His kingdom and the work of His kingdom. He is separating out those that are saying, well, I want to feel good and I want to feel God and I want to be where the Spirit of the Lord is, but I don't want to make that kind of commitment to God that it takes to press into His kingdom. You remember what I just preached to you this weekend? Listen, the Holy Ghost is pushing me right now to push this church to tell you that God is looking for somebody that's willing to lay everything else aside and move it out of the way. And your sole goal and vision is to participate in the work of the kingdom of God. Those who just take it so lightly, he's separating them out. We may do all that we can to keep them participating 
as a part of our crowd. But he's no longer dealing with them. And he'll never use them. Say, wow, Bishop, that's pretty hard. I'm just telling you what I know in the Holy Ghost, where the Lord's leading me right now. And and I'm going to tell you that, that the Lord Jesus Christ, listen to me right here, cannot fulfill his word in the earth before the rapture through an unsubmitted, uncommitted, Crowd of traditional religionists. His word can and will only be fulfilled through true apostolic conduits of his word, his spirit, his authority, and his power. In Jesus' name. He's not looking for somebody that wants to soak everything up. I said he's not looking for somebody that wants to soak everything up. He's looking for somebody that's willing to become a conduit for everything that he pours out from heaven to flow through you out to those that so desperately need him right now. Listen, if you think we, the church, are looking for help right now when we've got the Holy Ghost living inside of us and Jesus living with us, you think we're looking for help? How do you think the world feels right now? That are roaming around aimlessly without purpose or direction. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. I'm going to tell you what that's going to take. It's going to take some apostolics uh, that will become the conduit uh, of the Spirit of God to do the will of God and to lead them to the cross. Let me say it one more time. It's high time for the church to be the church. As the Lord has defined it and designed it. You can never forget this. I want you to, I want you to write this down in your brain cells right now. When it comes to his church his opinion of what it should be is the only one that counts both now and in eternity he didn't hang on the cross shed his blood give his life so we could be a religious institution His blood was shed and he gave his life in order for you and I to bring into existence a spiritual, everybody shout spiritual, a spiritual body of believers who would truly and faithfully be his representatives on earth. 
I, I don't want to. I don't want to tell the world. Oh, you need to come to my church. We got a great church. That's not what we need to be telling the world. We need to tell the world, you need to come to my church because it's there that the answer for your life will be found. The direction for your life will be found. The deliverance for your life will be found. Come on, somebody help me right here. Come on, this church doesn't just need to be a church. When we quit being a spiritual entity, we might as well just shut the doors, turn out the lights, sell this to somebody. But God is calling you and I right now to rise up and be the church that He wants us to be. First John 4 and 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as He is, so are we in this world. Is that true? Is it true? Can, can that be said of us? John 14 and 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. I want to ask this church, do we believe that? Do we really believe that? Are we willing to live according to His Word so that He can empower us by His grace to do His will? Let me ask another way. Are we more religious institution than righteous representatives of him and his kingdom every one of us every one of you must answer that question in the sight of God from the perspective of the word of God only not what somebody else sitting down the row from you thinks. But does your purpose align with His Word? Whew. Somebody's saying, Pastor, please come out of quarantine. Paul declared that we are the Lord's ambassadors who have been given both the word and ministry of reconciliation for the purpose, watch this now, for the purpose of praying 
in Christ's stead. I bet you didn't know when you pray, you're supposed to be praying in the place of Jesus Christ. It's the word. I'm I'm not out of the book. Watch this. The lost need to be reconciled to God. Put put me up 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 real quick. Brother Ray told me I had to preach short tonight. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Next. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given us a place to sit in the church. Hath given us the ministry of reconciliation. Next. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word. Not only the ministry of reconciliation, but God said, if you will seek me passionately, passionately, I'll put a word of reconciliation in you. Next. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. One more. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I'm telling you, folks, there is a higher calling than this temporal world. There is a greater purpose than this temporal world. Watch this. I I, I talked to you about an institution. The definition, dictionary.com, the definition for institutional is this. Having as the primary objective the establishment of goodwill and a favorable, favorable reputation rather than the immediate sale of the product. Anybody get that yet? When we become institutional in our focus and mission, we become more interested in Marketing our product to guests than preaching Jesus to a lost world. The spirit of our age has come into the church. Where even oneness Pentecostal churches have conferences and seminars focused on processes. And marketing methods. And how to appeal to the lost. To get them in our buildings where we can make them comfortable with us. 
enabling us to sell ourselves to them and grow our crowd. Would, would someone, anyone, I, I, I'll give you the mic right now. Someone, anyone, anyone in this building right now, would you give me book, chapter, and verse for those modern efforts? You want, to, you want to know what's going to move the world? Is when we accept the call. When we walk in this place and there's nothing on our mind, nobody on our mind but the kingdom and the king. And we begin to worship and we begin to allow the spirit of the Lord to move in us and through us. I want to tell you, it's the thing that will set the drug addict free that will set the alcoholic free, that will put families back together. It's the thing that will grow the church. It's the one that will cause limbs to be made whole, blinded eyes to see, deaf ears to hear. You're not going to help me right now. It's the thing that will cause people to come under submission to the power of the Holy Ghost and demons leave their life that had them bound for years. That's the thing. The call is going out. We're not an institutional Church, we're not trying to market the church. We're trying to get the world to Jesus Christ. Pastors talk to us often about this. One of Jesus' strongest demonstrations of emotion in all the scripture was his reaction to what was going on in the temple regarding the selling of sacrifices. Men were profiting by making obedience to the scripturally prescribed sacrifices more convenient and less expensive. Rather than having to transport their very best. Let me say that again. Rather than having to transport their best. <laughs> their best lamb. All the way to the temple. You only had to buy and offer what was being sold by the sacrifice sellers. Kind of sounds like a modern day mega church. Isn't it very hard to imagine the kind, loving, merciful Jesus just losing it? Turning over tables. Scattering their money. Braiding rope into a whip and driving those religious merchants out of his house. But he did. He definitely did. Once they recovered from their shock at his actions, the disciples 
recall that it was prophesied. The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Question for you, sweet church family. How does our zeal for his house compare with that? Thankfully, we don't have to match his zeal. I just have to be a conduit for his zeal. Let me hurry. One more time. By cheapening and making convenient something that was never intended to be either. Those self-willed Flesh-powered, self-promoting, opportunist, undermined completely God's purpose. I stand tonight before you trembling that if we're not careful, if we don't stay focused on the call, That we don't make sure that this house is called a house of prayer. I love everything about this church. I love the way our pastor has led us and directed us. And obviously the fruits of that are happening in this place. We're seeing new people almost every service. It's incredible. To me, I love it when I, when I look up and see faces that I don't recognize. I love it when that happens. But I'm going to tell you, it cannot just be a place where folks come and hang out for Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. But we've got to, we have to have this place as the house of prayer where people's lives are converted, people's lives are transformed, It's what the church is supposed to be. I I I know I, I sound I sound negative tonight, but I'm not I'm not trying to. I'm trying to stir something up in you. When is the last time that the church was accused of turning the world upside down? But we're called by the Father to be the body of Christ in the earth. We're called to be His conduit for His name, for His kingdom, for His glory. And his will. But I gotta ask you, will we be? Will we be? You you and me, we cannot be both the mega liked and the God pleasing church. You're gonna have to choose. God won't allow it. You hear me? 
God won't allow it. He's not interested in a church that's interested in pleasing man and trying to please him too. Uh, He's not looking for those who have accomplished things for him. He's seeking for those who will submit themselves to him and do anything and everything he tells them to. When and where and how he tells you to do it. That's the Lord's priority. I'm I'm going to slip away from that for just a minute because I, I I don't know how to say this passionately enough. But I'm please hear me, church, and hear my heart right now. This world is in trouble. And I'm going to tell you, you, you have no control. We have lost control of this world. But there is something that we can do. I I know, I, I know you folks. I know most of your lives in and out. I know about your children and your mothers and dads and your families. I, I know about them. I know. What condition they're in right now. But listen to your bishop right now. We're not going to change that just because we come to church. Oh, I've got an answer for you. I go to church. Uh Uh-uh. The devil comes to church. Everybody all right? I'm I'm, I'm going to wind down, but I'm trying to get this church to understand the time in which we live. It demands so much more of us. I found myself lying today on the floor just saying, God... What can I do? What can I do? Lord, I want to do whatever I can because I've got lost sisters. I've got lost loved ones. I walk by lost people every day of my life. And I know it's not your will, God, that they be lost. But God... Something has to happen in me. I can't blame anybody else. I can't point my finger at anybody else. I can't give any excuses as to why. But God, I need you to stir up a passion in my spirit so that I can make a difference in this world. 
I'm pleading with you. I'm pleading with you. No, no matter how much we talk in tongues, look holy, grow our crowd, do supernatural stuff, it's impossible for us to be exempted from being held accountable in judgment for not being and doing in the earth what He purposed and built the church to be and do. Listen, I'm going to be real, real transparent with you right now. I've been doing ministry for 37 years. And I'm going to tell you something. There have been days in the not too distant past that I found myself saying, you know what? I'm still preaching. I'm still going. I'm still doing. That ought to be enough. Judge me if you want to or forgive me, please. But I'm telling you right now, there's something down inside of me as I look at the condition of this world and where it's headed and the time frame that we're working in to do everything we can to reach every dying soul that's headed for hell. And I'm telling you that I can't sit on the couch anymore. I can't sit on the platform anymore and just be somebody that's in the house of God. Something's got to happen in me. And I hope something can happen in you. You lift your hands to the Lord. Ah, Santa. I'm closing with this. This is one of, one of the most frightening scriptures to me anywhere. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils. In thy name done many wonderful works. Then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. How could it be?
I'd preach to thousands. I've laid hands on the sick and they've recovered. I've cast out devils. I've prayed folks through to the Holy Ghost. I've preached, I've prayed. But God said, you can't quit doing my will. The call for you is to be my ambassador in this world. I need a people that will rise up and be more than people of the name. They'll be a representative of my name. Stand with me. We got to repent of our iniquity. Repentance requires change. Change requires the full surrender of our will to the Father and His will. And if you'll seek Him diligently, I wonder if there's somebody tonight on this Wednesday night that would come and just say to the Lord, somebody else's sacrifice is not good enough for me. Somebody else's prayer, it won't work for me. I'm going to pray the prayer that you lead me to pray, God. I'm going to be the living sacrifice that your word calls for. God, I'm going to do your will in this world and not my will. I hear your call, Jesus. I hear your call and I submit myself to you. God, help me right now. Come on, church. He's digging you out tonight. He's digging you out. He's looking for somebody that'll say, I'll be a conduit. I'll be more than just a Christian. I'll be a representative of Christ. Oh, God, help us to hear your call tonight. Help us to hear the cry from the kingdom. Come out from among them. Come out from among the institutionalist and be a separate people unto me.